This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Welcome to The Interview. I'm Andrew Damelin as we continue our Canada basketball series. And when we booked our next guest, I texted my buddies. I said, you guys aren't ready for the next guest we have. She is the head coach of USA Basketball. She also coaches Letitia Amy here at the University of South Carolina. She led Virginia to three Final Fours. One went to five All-Star Games with the Charlotte Sting. Won three Olympic gold medals. And she was inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2013. Her name is Coach Dawn Staley. Coach, did I miss anything? No, I think you got it all. Okay, good. Well, thanks for doing this. And, uh, you know, Leticia Amy here, she sort of burst onto the scene in a viral moment when she was 15 years old, when she threw down a breakaway dunk. And I was wondering, when was the first time you met her and saw her game and what sort of drew you to to her game? Well, I, I, I saw... Leticia, um, I actually was on the sideline when she dunked that ball, and I, I really could not believe it. I don't, I don't think that was my first time seeing her play. Um, I, I, I just was uh, really surprised at her ability to dribble the ball, to rebound and push the ball down the floor, her explosiveness, her ability to make uh, mid-range shots. Her, I mean, what came came off the page to me was her fearlessness. I mean, she plays with a fearlessness, even, I know she's had two major surgeries, um, but then you, you see her on her, her comeback. And we, we here in South Carolina, we cringe every time we see her fall on the floor, uh, but we've gotten used to it because that's the way she plays. She's, she goes hard every single time that she's on the floor. She plays like she really loves basketball and she plays like she missed it during the times that she had to rehab. You mentioned that fearlessness she has. And it's funny when she was interviewed about that dunk, she said that she was so shy that she didn't want to try it initially, but eventually her, you know, her teammates said, come on, you got to do this. And, and that sort of personality came out. And I was wondering when she got to South Carolina, was there any of that shyness in her personality that you had to bring out in terms of her play on the court? Well, you, you have to understand, we actually brought, um, we call it L.A., we, we brought her in um, when she was a senior in high school. Like, she didn't finish her senior year in high school. We, we used the football rule um, that a lot of college teams use to bring their, their players in in January. Um, so we thought it was a great opportunity for her to come and rehab um, here at South Carolina because her, her rehab regimen in Canada was – you know, an hour and a half to get the rehab. She had to do the rehab, hour and a half back home. And we felt like if she was here, she could she could expedite her 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 you know her her health, uh, her regain health. And um, 
I mean, she was very quiet, obviously, because she was she belonged in high school. Everybody else, we were in the thick of our season, and um, I mean, it was it was really hard. She was she seemed like she was alone, but she wasn't alone. But when you're the the lone high school player on the college team, you tend to kind of take a step back. But I thought when she was able to to be that freshman again with her class that she came with. She had a wealth of knowledge and ability of having spent a semester with us that all that shyness was gone once her peers came um, in in that summer. Yeah, and in order to get to SC, she had to take several online courses and complete them in a series of a, of a month or two. So you knew that her motivation was in, was in the right place. But she gets to SC, she rehabs over... Uh, several months. And I imagine you can relate to it because in your Hall of Fame speech, you mentioned having at least eight knee surgeries uh, that you had throughout your career. Um, So she gets on the scene and she seems limited in her first year. Um, Got the big knee brace going on. But you mentioned after the season that you didn't want her sophomore season to effectively be her freshman season. So what did she learn through those struggles in that first season that helped her eventually explode really at the tourney next season. But what, what did she show you in that freshman season through all those um, troubles and that, that limited athleticism? Well, here's the thing. She showed me that she doesn't like, she doesn't like playing the reserve role. That's one. And she also basically told herself, you know, she didn't like not playing and not being a valued member of our basketball team in, in her eyes. I, I think she's, she brings value to us no matter if she plays a minute or whether she plays a full game. Um, I, I just thought it took a year. And most of the medical people that that worked with her um, said, you know, this is a year. You, know, you, you tear your, your ACL. A lot of people can make it look good and come back six, seven months. For us, we wanted to make sure that we took the time that was needed. And her, her freshman year, I thought I probably played her a little bit too much considering the production she wasn't giving us, but I just didn't want it to be a waste. I wanted to give her playing time. So come sophomore season, she can hit the ground running. And then sophomore season, she couldn't find her footing for some reason. Um, And then when we had an injury, she, you know, it catapulted her into a, a role for us of having to be needed. And I learned that about her, that she's a much better performer when she's needed. Um, and I just think from her NCAA tournament until now, and I saw her play in Puerto Rico two or three weeks ago. And I mean, the confidence Um and you see all of what she brings to the table. She, she can she can do it all. She's a great passer. She can shoot the basketball. Obviously, she does some great things, um, ripping and going and driving to the basket. Um, great rebounder. So you're seeing the, you know, they call it in their bag. So she's in her bag showing all the many skill sets that she has that she played with back in high school. It's funny you mentioned the dissatisfaction she had coming off the bench. And I imagine most players that want to aspire to something don't want to come off the bench. But in an interview right before the NCAA tournament, she kept on reiterating that I want to be that spark club spark plug off the bench. I'm good to be the spark plug off the bench. And then this, the tournament comes along. You get to the Sweet 16. You're about to play Georgia Tech. And she steps up. Aaliyah Boston 
uh, a bit quiet that night. And you pumped her up before uh, that tournament to the media. You you really tried to mention how important she was. Do you think that, first of all, actually, I was wondering, how stingy are you with that praise of your players? Is that something you're very selective about? Or do you tend to hand it out freely to sort of give your players confidence? Um, no, I hand it out when it's deserving. I mean, I'm not one that likes to play head games with our players. Um, they know when they're not playing up to their potential and they know when they are playing to their potential. And I just thought we did some things when we lost that player. We just inserted um, L.A. into a, we, we, we allowed her to play on a perimeter. And a lot of times in a tournament, she played the four versus what we what we designed her to play once our player went down, but it just freed her up to be on the wing, to do some of the things that that she's very good at. Now, I mean, I, I was hoping we got that prior to that player going down, but, you know, thankfully she, she she's headstrong. Um, she waited for her opportunity to, to thrive and, you know, tournament was something that, you know, she looked like a totally different player. And that's what confidence does for you. Once you, you know, once you get to a place where you're just saying, I'm good at this. I'm going to do this. It, it seems to fall into place. No matter if I'm giving her that confidence, if if she doesn't have it, it is not going to happen. You know, but she got to a place where she felt like she felt really good about being needed. And then she she performed up to that need. And I was wondering how much of a role Aaliyah Boston played in that because, you know, I watched her during tournament time. She's got a, just a, it seems like a more refined version of LA's game, just this steady, beautiful footwork, softer touch around the basket. Um, um, and she, she praised um, Amy here for her dog mentality in practice. Can you describe those practice battles between Aaliyah and Leticia? Well, well, well here it is. These two players who are very, very talented, um, unafraid of competition, um, they thrive on it. So, you know, uh, Letitia would give, you know, she's good at throwing elbows and being very, very physical. So so Aaliyah has been a recipient of a couple of those elbows. Um, but also um, Leticia, uh, she's been a recipient of just – Aaliyah's brute, her girth, and and they just go back and forth, and it's it's a very healthy, competitive um, environment that a lot of people would would think I'm not going to go there because Letitia's there, or I'm not going to go there because Aaliyah's there. But you can see the type of uh, talent they are, the the self assurance uh, they have. And the ability to want to play with other great players. So um, South Carolina isn't a place where where you can just um, come to practice and just put in your time. You you actually have to play, get your 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 mentality in a place where you're going to have to compete every single day. And, and those two young ladies you just spoke of <clears throat> exhibit that every single day. And, you know, so she closes out her season in style, obviously a really difficult loss uh, in the final four that perhaps you remember well. But, uh, you know, as we go on, she goes to Puerto Rico, has an amazing FIBA America Cup. She loves talking about all the Canadian players in NCAA basketball. You're the head coach of USA basketball. Is there any good natured trash talk that goes on between you uh, and L.A. about uh, the international game? 
No, 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 not not too much. I, I think my concentration was to make sure that <clears throat> we give her an opportunity to learn and grow and put herself in a position where um, Team Canada couldn't say no to her. And I, I just thought that over the past few months, she was able to get her not, I mean, we know she has the skill set, but when the skill set and the confidence and the doesn't doesn't um match up, you know, it can impact the other. I just thought she just uh found a way to get her skill set and her confidence to to coexist and and it was all downhill from there. And, and maybe as part of that uh, confidence growth is she's become really outspoken. She's, she's, you know, her, her uh, Twitter handle is the black queen. And um, mm-hmm. you mused one time that she should be the prime minister of Canada. And <laughs> I was wondering, why do you think she could, I mean, maybe, maybe you're being serious, maybe you're saying it in jest, but why could Letitia be the prime minister of Canada? I, I just feel like she has a, a great feel for what is right. Um, and she's unapologetic in, in letting people know how she feels about any, not, not just any issue, issues that are near and dear to her heart, but all issues that she's studied. You know, she's, she's, she's very much in the, her faith. She's very much into, um, she's highly intelligent and she's unafraid to go out there and research things in which she wants to learn more about or she has to speak on. Um, she is a part of our, um, our SAC, which is a leadership group here on campus that she thrives in. Um, we send her to the SEC. She represents us in the SEC when other student athletes are getting together around our conference. And um, she lends a voice of, of knowing and wanting to make this world a better place. And you mentioned, uh, you know, you guys are both people of faith in your Hall of Fame speech. You said for your journey, you had this beautiful speech about your walk around the uh, the, the um, Olympic circle. You were the flag bearer. And at every point you saw a different point in your life. And you said, um, I'm gonna get the quote right. You said, my steps were divinely ordered. I just followed the path. And it seems like that's something you've imparted on uh, on L.A. You know, she was asked about the, the knee surgeries and she says this is part of her testimony. Um, is that is that. Um, is that something that you that you share that you really value with with Letitia? Um, I, I don't know if I just just directly share it with with her because I, I don't I, I want our players to be able to find their voice and find their niche in life. And I, I don't want to be that person that just pushes religion on any of our players. Um, she's she's always been even through the recruiting process. I've known she's been a strong woman of faith. I mean, she's got a mother, uh, Miss Georgette, who is a, sh- a strong figure in her life. And she knows the Lord. They know the Lord. They trust in him. And you can see it because, you know, her testimony is quite remarkable. If you, if you think about what she has gone through over the past two or three years, there's nothing but God that's working in her life to show her a different way. And as much as we want to, as much as we want to say um, things happen for a reason, but they do. It happens because God wants them to happen. And, and, and obviously if you don't handle those, those, uh, those trials and tribulations the right way, you won't be able to, 
You know, L.A. wouldn't have been able to just stand. They, they, they announced it a few days ago that she was part of the Team Canada that's going to represent um, Canada, Canada in the Tokyo Olympic Games. That's just not possible. You know, I think he gives you what you what you can handle. He puts on your plate what you what he thinks you can eat. You know, you can push the plate away or you can eat, you know, so you can get to the next dish. And that's what she's been doing with her entire life. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm super happy for her. I'm super happy for our mom. When I found out, you know, I text her mom and just let her know, I know you're happy. I know you're proud, but this is, this is God's work. And he is, his, his work is amazing. Yeah. And LA is obviously ready to eat as uh, she uh, heads off to, towards the Olympics. And maybe that divine path will lead Canada against us at some point in the tournament. So she's obviously on an incredible path. I just wanted to ask you one more question. I know it's, it's not about Letitia, but it's, we are Raptors Republic. You grew up at 23rd and diamond and there's someone in North Philadelphia who grew up at 20th and Lehigh. His name is Kyle Lowry. Is there any kinship or relationship that you guys share from from your humble beginnings to where you've ascended to now? Well, um, I, I do know Kyle and, you know, world champion Kyle, North Philly Kyle. Um, he actually used to when I when I worked at Temple, he used to come up to uh, Temple and work out. I, I, I've known him since he was, a you know, a much younger man. Um but he's always, and I know his mother, I played softball with his mother. So I, I, I know his family extremely well. Our paths have, have crossed just through being in North Philly and, and through basketball. But certainly him being from North Philly, I'm always, um, I'm always proud of him. I'm always wanting him to do well. And I know I'm speaking to, you know, to some Canadians. There was some talk about him coming back to the Sixers. Just a little talk, <laughs> but I, I don't think it went through. But, you know, I'm going to cheer for him if he's a Raptor or I'm going to cheer for him if he's, um, you know, wherever he is because he's a Philadelphian and he represents extremely well. I, I know the people um, in Toronto love him because of all the community service that he does and, I, and I've heard about. So, you know, Cal, keep doing what you're doing and keep representing yeah, I see the parallels outside of where you both are from. I mean, at least Leslie said you're five six, but you play like you're six five. And Kyle Lowry is what six two, and he doesn't care where he goes into the paint; he's ready to bang. Just, just, just like you, that that mentality seems seems really similar. He, he is not six two. Come on now, he is not six two. <laughs> you might be listed at six two. I might, yeah, no, you, you, might, you might be right. Anyway, yeah, no, listen, both of you guys um, represent your city really, really well. And you've, you've paid it forward to everyone in that city. And, and now Kyle Lowry's done it in Toronto and everyone in the country of Canada is appreciative for what he's done. And we at Raptors Republic are so appreciative of the time you've taken uh, out of your busy schedule to talk to us. So listen, Coach Staley, we wish you the best of luck as the summer goes on and you get ready for the Tokyo Olympics. And if it's not Canada winning the gold medal, I hope it's America and Coach Staley winning the gold medal. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, Team Canada is my, 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 my favorite second team. <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too.